Cool. On today's Systemizer Success, I'm joined by Jane Baylor, who is the Smart Connector. She is an expert in brand and business growth, and she has in the past had a 20-year history in global brand marketing and took a London-based business from one to six million in a few short year years, and then that sold out to a big US corporation, uh, communications group, sorry. She's a breast cancer survivor, and she's passionate about the topic of connection and how to transform people's passion and to create relevance to make more engaging offers to get people to basically get paid what they're worth for what they do. She's also an Amazon number one bestseller and has a fantastic podcast called A Smart Connector, which is ranked in the top 2.5% of podcasts in the entire world. So the question is this, how do entrepreneurs like us who don't have an endless supply of cash, how do we leverage the best apps, virtual assistants, automation tools, and systems to scale our businesses, increase our profits, and have more time to do what we love to do each day? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Dr. Steve Day, and this is Systemize Your Success. So it's my absolute pleasure to have you on the show, Jane, and I'm really looking forward to this. So welcome. Thank you so much, Steve. It's great to be here. And uh, for those of you that haven't yet discovered my podcast, I also have a fantastic interview with you on there. So head on over there and you'll hear me interviewing Steve as well. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. So it's very nice to have you uh, to reciprocate and have you uh, in the other seat, so to speak now. So great. Well, I'm really looking forward to this, as I said. Um, this has been a long time coming and I'm really glad we've, we finally got around to actually doing this. Me so too. Um, yeah, where should we start? I mean, there's so much we can talk about, but I think for, for me, um, what you do, and I'll be just checking out some of your pages and stuff that we'll link on the, um, on the, uh, on the show notes. And it's so relevant to so many business owners and it doesn't really matter uh, where you're at, we could all do with more better clients, clients that really appreciate us for the value that we can give them and clients that we just do what we're good at and it just seems to resonate with them and 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 they just get great value just from us being who we are. So, I mean, I think that to me would be a great place to start. How do you help people do that? And and how can what advice can you give to to our people listening today on on how they can better their services or their, how they're offering what they do? Yeah. Uh, well, thank you, Steve. Obviously, this is a podcast about systems, and I'm a great believer in systems. I think we need systems to succeed, and I think with marketing, it's no different. So in the real world, you can uh, wander out onto the field, as I do, and make friends or go to the shops and strike up a conversation with somebody, and it's all very ad hoc. You can't do the same in the online environment. You do need systems. So the first thing I have to say is that um, that's where it starts. What is your system for driving um, prospects into your into your environment and making them understand the value that you can bring to them? So you need a system for that, for starters. So that's probably a good place to start. All right, let's do it. So, okay. so yeah, go on, carry on. Okay, <laughs> so so the first thing, and this is something that a lot of people are struggling with at the moment, is this topic of lead generation. So how do you actually find the right people to bring to your ecosystem, if you like? Um, because that is where it all starts. Now, it's not where it ends, because if you just focus on lead generation without um, you know, having having assets that do that job of building no like and trust, like we're doing here, 
um, then what will happen is you'll end up with a whole load of people that they might have a need for what you do, but the relationship has not been warmed up. So you will um, you will end up having very superficial connections. You'll experience a lot of rejection and disappointment. And that is the whole purpose of having online assets like podcasts or funnels or whatever, because it brings people into your world and it actually educates them about the possibilities of working with you. So, but we'll start with lead generation because uh, you have to have that. So, what I see a lot of people trying to do, and this really pains me uh, to see it because I know how much effort people are putting in, is they just um, post on social media and attend networking events. And then they will um, comment, perhaps like and comment on other people's posts because they think they might be the right prospect for them. But they have no evidence or no data to actually back that up. It's just like, well, I want to work with female entrepreneurs or I want to work with accountants or whatever it is. So I'm going to like and like and follow and endorse and, you know, do whatever I can to every accountant that I've come across on LinkedIn, for example. Um, that's very, very, very inefficient because you're working with thin air, really, aren't you? So obviously, you know, systems is all about, it's all about intelligent um, data. It's all about, um, you know, actually um, leverage, leveraging, um, you know, other people's, um, I don't know, knowledge, experience or whatever. So there are experts out there in lead generation and um, whether it is paid traffic, whether it is um, automated uh, methods, for example, you can use automated methods that are not pushy, they're not spammy, they're not, um, you know, unethical. Um, you can do all of that on social media platforms, but you have to know how and you have to do it in the right way. So, you know, if you've got a relatively low ticket offer, then you have to drive leads at scale. Um, if you've got a much higher ticket offer, if, for example, you let's just say you're a really high-end consultant and you just sell you know, your services for 100 grand or 250 grand or something like that a year, um, and you only need five of those clients to make have a fabulous business, then you wouldn't be driving leads at scale. So it's horses for courses, but that's where that's where it all starts. It's getting an efficient system to drive leads into your ecosystem. Okay. I think there's a lot of people out there who will be listening to that and thinking, yeah, but that's what I'm doing. All those things you said not to do. So they're sat there, you know, they're posting, they're posting, they're posting. And you know, I do a lot of posting on social media, but I say I in inverted yeah. commas because I don't post anything anymore on social media. Uh, I have systems and people that turn the, the content that I create, like this podcast, and they'll turn it into lots of posts and videos and all the rest of it and so that's one way to grow authority but where i think that and i, and I could do better which is why i love speaking to people like yourself because i know i'm gonna i'm gonna walk away with uh, some ideas to uh, to try to improve what i'm doing so if i do it from a um perspective of, of where i think i'm struggling maybe you could add some insight into what what you know i could do better or where i could try and improve yeah and, and maybe that'll help other people so 
what what I'm what I'm finding is that we have great authority in in the within our circles. And I speak to people when I get them on when I speak to people on the phone and and they'll often say, Oh, I've been listening to your podcast, we've been following you on social media, and you know, I love the content you're putting out there, really resonates with me. That's why they've booked the call. But I think what I where I'm would love to hear your your sort of views on is how do I make that the the content that I put out there actually drive people more than just be there. And then the people that sort of follow me, absorb it, get to know, like, and trust me. And then we have a conversation. If we could be more, more proactive or, or more, more focused on actually maybe pushing people to, to want to speak to me sooner, it would then speed up the whole process. And I could help them quicker and we could do, you know, really make a big difference in their lives doing all the, the stuff that I do. And I think that's, that's where I think that I could de- definitely improve on. So maybe you could share some insights on that. Cause I'm sure that I'm not the only person in the world having these, these challenges. No, no. I mean, absolutely. And I think um, what you described is very, is a very common problem for a lot of experts. In other words, you know, people that sell their own services. So I think um, when you have something like a podcast or you're on social media, I mean, it's a very, very powerful tool, social media. I mean, it's really changed my life and my business and so on. So, I mean, I'm a great fan of social media Um, and podcasting in a way it's a form of social media because it's just a way of getting your message out. But it is not a structured way. So um, podcasts, obviously, they can be used as a business generating tool. Um, and there is a certain way to do that. For example, um, you know, you could have a podcast, you could have a top um, list of the top 50 people that you wanted to work with, for example, and you could invite them to a podcast, interview them, make an offer at the end. And, you know, some people do do that. But I'm a big fan of funnels. So I believe in funnels and there are many different types of funnels. Um, one that I'm working on at the moment, uh, and I'm actually creating this for myself, um, I call it chosen first funnel, but what it is, is it's essentially, it's a report, three videos and a webinar, and you actually take people, bring people into your ecosystem. And then they say it takes 11 kind of meaningful touch points. They've done a lot of, uh, studies on this, um, recently in order to turn a prospect or a lead, if you like, into a client, right? If they're going to be your client. So basically what this funnel does is it actually um, creates those touch points, but because people miss a lot of stuff, so they might be busy, they might not read the email that day, they might miss the video that's being sent to them because this is actually drip fed to them over a period, relatively short and condensed period of time. So it could be a week, it could be two weeks or whatever. But it's kind of sent to them like a a series. But uh, there's a lot of other stuff going on in the background. So there are custom email sequences. There are some uh, text reminders. Um, There's obviously the video itself. There's a report for people who they like to read because, you know, people consume content in different ways and they're obviously in different places at different times. So the whole point of this uh, particular funnel, which has got something at the heart of it that I call the messaging waterfall system, is that it's kind of like a cascade of value that you deliver across multiple touch points over a relatively condensed period of time so that you can make an offer to them at the end. 
So what it does, I mean, it can be you can open a cart and obviously get them to buy, you know, something like an online program or you can drive to a call if your price point is higher. But the whole point of this is that um, you're automating and putting structure around this process that needs to happen of building no like, and trust. So that is the power of a funnel. And there are lots of different, uh, well, let's just say a few different um, models out there. So there's, for example, the uh, the, the book acquisition, the, the acquisition uh, funnel that starts with a book. So um, the whole purpose of that one is for the um, book to pay for the cost of ads because it's very low cost purchase. And then you, you know, you progressively offer upsells and that's a different kind of model, but funnels are it for me. I think that's the answer really. Once you've driven leads, you have to drive them to something, put them in a funnel and take them on a journey. Yeah, I think, I mean, I totally agree. And I've done a lot of a lot of reading and uh, coaching with various marketing uh, people over the years. And um, funnels is something that we we use for our own marketing purposes, but we also use it for, for other things as well. For example, for our recruitment, we have recruitment funnels yeah. and it's the same concept, isn't it? You just basically want to yeah. cast a net wide, mm-hmm. but then quickly filter down because yes. you don't want, I think this is the thing I've learned over the, over the more recent years is that, you want you actually don't want everybody in your 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 close network, so to speak, when it come when it comes to potential clients. You want the right people, and you want people yes. that, like I was saying before, that will massively benefit from from your you just being you and just doing what you do best, um, and not having to make extra effort to to make things work because because we all are well, we all are. If if you are an expert, if you are a coach, um, then you are brilliant at something. Otherwise, you wouldn't be doing it. And so you want people that just get it and get you. And I think that that to me is is the power of, of the funnel is the it, it allows you to take people through that step by step process and actually just eliminate people, get people out of it. And um, so what you're left with is those those select few who just love love what you do, love what you say, and uh, and just jump at the chance to work with you. And, and so yeah, I I I think think that's you know. I totally agree with you. I think it's a, a a brilliant way to to work it. But I guess I'm going to uh, go back to my my point before, which is um, is is what do you think is is a good way? And you, you mentioned a book, obviously, but I don't have a. I'm not published a book. Yet. I've almost written a book, uh, but it isn't published, so it might as well not be written. Uh, you know, and so there's lots of people in in similar positions to me is you know i believe what i do is absolutely life-changing and the, and, the, and i got evidence of that from the hundreds of, of clients that we've worked with and we've helped and um but i i almost struggle i'm not a marketer i'm not a good at you know natural marketer i should say I'm, I'm not a particularly strong salesperson i don't think i'm a creator i like focusing problems i like um solving you know simplifying complicated uh, business problems into into something that anyone can use. That's that's my genius. That's what I'm I'm brilliant at. Yeah. And um and so what I what I struggle with the whole conversion from social media into get almost getting people in is is how do you get eyes on on the content you're actually producing? Because you know we put a lot of content out there, but I know because I track it all that actually engagement on on our content isn't particularly good. So if we say put out um a some sort of lead magnet, whether that's um, 
you know, a download or a framework or a, uh, a checklist or something to basically just get someone's email address. So we can start that conversation off and I can actually see, okay, that person might be interested in what we're talking about. Um, but I find that actually the more, especially with things like Facebook, um, the more the years go on, the harder it is to actually get people to see it. And we have a Facebook group with three and a half thousand people. But I can yeah. do posts in there and it will get about 10, 10 to 15 views sometimes, not all oh, that's the you know, bad end of the scale, but it's really demoralizing. Like when, when, when you're putting the effort into doing it, but you're not getting it. So how do we get more eyes on the stuff that we're producing? Yeah. So I know exactly what you're talking about with Facebook. I mean, it's the same for me. I've got a Facebook group as well with about 4,000 people. I mean, I do keep it going, but, you know, the engagement is certainly um, massively reduced from what it was a few years ago. So um, the reason for that is because the social media platforms at a certain time a few years ago, they had a different agenda to the one that they have now. And their agenda now, they built built the audience in the earlier days that the, the idea was to build the audience. So they would push content out a lot more. And in fact, you can see the same thing on LinkedIn, the same trend, not quite as obvious as Facebook. But if you are posting a overtly business, uh, businessy post, um, what will happen is the algorithms will pick up on that and they want business people to what's called pay to play. That's why they restrict your reach. And you're thinking, what on earth is going on? You know, I've just put out something that's really valuable and really good. And they are, you know, I've, I've hardly getting any eyeballs on it. And then you post something that's kind of very social, like oh, I'm out with a beer, you know, Friday night, you know, beer night with my mates or whatever. And it's like, oh, my God, you know, this has got like thousands of views, you know, and it's even the same on LinkedIn. So um, it's very difficult because the social media networks are they're not owned by us. We, we're not in control. And so um, social media, for me, it's a place where people go to check you out once they have decided that you are on their radar and they're interested. So that's why I maintain a presence on social media. It's so that people can do that. I don't expect clients to come to, to win clients through my social media activity. Um, you know, I, I, I do that in different ways. Um, so I think, uh, you know, the real route um, to success is to um, use effective lead generation. And look, it is a minefield. I admit that everybody that has paid for lead generation, which most of us will, have had a disappointing experience at times and lost money. That's what happens. But uh, you can't get away from it. You have to you have to pay. Uh, in order to uh, get those leads, or you have to get really good at the tech and actually become the person who understands how to use all these various lead generation tools and methodologies in a really smart way. And that is a very, very specialist field. So um, I take it you probably don't want to become a Facebook ads expert or a YouTube ads expert or, a, you know, because because it's not what you do. You know, so we end up paying, um, and uh, unfortunately, we we can't get away from that. Uh, it's just not possible to scale a business through organic social media um, quickly anymore. No, I I agree with you, and, and actually, I'm very very glad to hear you say that because 
for the past uh, 12 months or so that's been my philosophy on on social media to keep my group going to keep my posting going and to actually even to we have scaled up significantly um because it needs to be there when people like you say when people check you out you need to have a presence otherwise you don't exist in the, the modern world um but we are looking we are looking at now linkedin more more strongly um because i think that's an area where our um cl- our potential clients will be because we are we focus on sort of small medium businesses yes uh, and that's i think as our business has grown and we develop what we do then then it's our target audience has changed as well which is yes which is hope which is probably probably f- followed the trend thankfully for for social media having being able to, to get off the reliance on facebook which you know, we built the business on facebook but we don't see a lot of stuff coming from that now so now i'm, I'm yeah. interested in, and be assured to hear that I that I'm not just alone in this and actually that's not not a a, a bad thing or an uncommon thing to be to be happening so no no and and you know your your business would do very well on on LinkedIn uh you know for definite uh Steve you know and I think the most important thing is not just obviously the technology matters because without the technology where where would we all be I mean we couldn't do anything like this so of course um it matters but it really is just a pipeline the other thing that is really really important is actually communicating your value in a way that your ideal clients immediately understand uh, is for them. Um, so, so actually, clarity of messaging um, and your positioning. I mean, that's the background and the world that I come from. Is the competitive uh, positioning of your product or service uh, in your marketplace? How do you? Uh, how are you different to other people that do what you do? And how are you going to get your ideal clients to understand that? And how are you going to communicate in a way that really they immediately a light bulb goes on in their head and they're like, my God, I've been struggling with this for so long. And he has just articulated the exact problem that I have, you know, and it is like when you have those light bulb moments, it's like this person understands me. They must have the answer because they understand the problem. And that is, uh, again, you know, it's a skill. Uh, it's a skill set that, you know, I obviously it's my skill set because that's the background I come from. It's a creative background. It's brand marketing. You know, that was what I did for many, many years. But um, I think there's a, there, there's a bit of a, a misunderstanding in the market out there that it's, uh, this is not uh, valuable or important work. And it really is. Because no matter how much you spend on your lead generation, how good your funnels are, if your message misses the mark, people won't buy from you. Um, so that's, yeah, that that kind of matters too. Yeah. No, I, I think when you say it matters too, I think it matters more than anything. Yes. <laughs> going back to my same point again for the third time, I think, is to like, if you get that messaging right, and I know that's an area that I I could definitely do some help with, so maybe we'll have a chat afterwards. Yeah. Um, but the um, but getting that messaging right, and exactly like you just said, is it's about attracting the right people, but also about repelling the wrong people. And and you know, I know from from being a consumer of you know, I pay for coaching all the time, and I'm I consistently have coaches and mentors, and I pay for yeah. trainings and and in, in my business, and I. Just think, why did I? Why did I pay for that person? Why did I go into, uh, you know, a contract or a partnership with that particular person? It's because they said something that 
at that moment was the was reson it resonated with me it, it answered it answered the the key core problem that I was searching for a solution to and yeah. it answered it in such a way that I thought this guy or girl isn't full of BS and it's somebody that maybe I'll um I'll uh, I'll actually you know do a bit more digging research into go on social media see what they're doing uh but then jump on the phone with and have a chat and um it all starts with that their ability to communicate the value that they can give me as a consumer in a way that I get it I'm like that that's that's what I need and so 100% 100% um see the value in that and so I'm I'm yeah surprised I think maybe you know you're saying that it's undervalued and I think maybe it's the bigger I've got as a business or the more mature I've got as a business the more I value stuff like that and I think that's just a product of the fact that when you you try and do it yourself in the early days and you have these early successes um sort of the beginner's luck type scenario often or it's just like you're so enthusiastic and you put all your energy into doing it and so you do see some results but to continue that and to evolve the business as the world evolves and changes and to keep yourself competitive and and attractive and and hitting the mark on the messaging that's where i think that for myself anyway that as the years gone on the value of that expertise has grown exponentially in my business so yeah oh yeah yeah I, and and i think uh you know what what happens i think progressively is very different to kind of being somebody who's in the you know just launching a business for the first time when you know i mean some of my clients um one of my programs they're they're relatively early stage so you know they need a lot of help but they're not at the point where they need very very specific help so for example they wouldn't be the right clients for this funnel that i described because what they need to learn how to do first is to clarify that offer you know that's the most important thing to give it a name to give the process the steps the transformation uh, that they create um you know the client avatar journey you know to to give like names and labels to all of those things and then they need to learn how to kind of present themselves on social media and how to really start with some very very basic kind of automations like you know producing a little report uh and actually starting and having an email list for the first time so, you know, that is completely different to uh, more advanced business owners, you know, like like you and me, who we bump up against problems. And when we bump up against them, we know that there is somebody out there must have a very specific answer to this problem. Um, and we know what that problem is. And we go hunting for those answers um, because they're almost like micro um micro solutions um and i think that's what happens when you scale when you start to scale as opposed to launching um and so having the right help from the right people i totally agree is invaluable what you do is invaluable i mean i'm sure that you've got some amazing uh case studies steve because what could be more important than systemizing your business yeah we we have we have some i've just been looking at recently actually uh, re republishing some of our case studies actually a lot of them have never been published i use snippets of them here and there but you know the, some of the interviews i've had with our ex clients are gold like in in terms of in terms of marketing collateral so to speak and that's not why i recorded them and, and the, this the simple fact i haven't overused them and, and splattered them must show, shows that i genuinely mean that 
I recorded them because A, I wanted to get feedback about the, the, the program, about how things are working and what I could improve. And then I also just wanted to get some some snippets just to use, like for, you know, just to give some uh, authority or some uh, social proof to, to the work that we do. And, um, but yeah, and we were just talking off camera before, uh, or off mic before, that um, that's, uh, you know, an area where, I, you know, I, I know that what we do is is fantastic. Just I've got to figure out how to let other people know that in a more efficient way. So this stuff that you talk about now, it just resonates with me a lot. So um, and I'm and I'm sure it's going to resonate with a lot of our audience as well. And uh, okay, let, let's let's move on. I think it's, it's been absolutely fascinating so far. And, and one thing that I know that simply from the name of your uh, uh, you, your your label you've given yourself, so to speak, the smart connector. So the word connector. Like, what does that mean to you? Why, why have you called yourself a smart connector? And what does that, uh, yeah, what does it mean to you? Yeah. So, I mean, look, I, I love naming. I'm a very creative person. And um, so, connection, it, it has a very personal meaning to me, but it's also something that I do in my business. So, uh, for me, smart connection happens on three levels. The first uh, level is really your connection with yourself. So, one of my favorite um, phrases is always be clear about your purpose or others will use you for theirs. So I think, you know, we have to be as entrepreneurs, uh, we're drivers of our own, uh, you know, ships or whatever, uh, captains of our own ships. We have to be very clear and very purpose driven and very values driven. We have to know what we stand for. We have to know where we're headed. We can't be blown about by other people saying, should you really be doing this? Or, you know, you, you can afford to do that if you're, if you're in a job. Um, but, you know, when you, when you have your own business, you can't really. So, so it's about that. And it's also about being clear about your needs um, because it's, of course, you know, very common as well for entrepreneurs to drive themselves into the ground and totally neglect personal uh, aspects of their life that are also important. So it's really about kind of listening to yourself and having that inner dialogue. Um, then there's connection with others, and that's more to do with the your interpersonal skills. Of course, again, that's very important as an entrepreneur because people buy people, people buy people they like. So if you're the kind of person that you just can't stop talking about yourself, I mean, we all know people like that, that you just can't, you know, shut them up and they never ask you any questions about yourself and they're not mindful really of the Reciproca reciprocal value that's being created in a relationship in any kind of you know transaction whether it's just a small conversation or you know bigger partnership or whatever then you know you're not going to do very well in business and I'm afraid that is just the sad truth um, that you know people who who have that interpersonal um, intelligence they tend to do better so that's connection with others. And then connection with many is really the thing that I'm also incredibly passionate about. And that's where my, you know, professional background and expertise comes in because it's okay. How do you actually resonate and connect with people at scale? I mean, how do you do these kind of um, interviews and people actually say, I like that person? Um I understand what they say and I understand why they could be relevant to me. And I mean, it's not just about charisma. I mean, charisma is fantastic, obviously. I wouldn't necessarily say it's my superpower. Um, 
you know, there are some people who are super charismatic, but most people aren't. And that doesn't matter. You know, all that matters is that you have a message that you want to take to the world and you want the world to appreciate its value. Or when I say the world, I mean the people who are right for you to appreciate its value. So really how you do that is the thing that I'm just obsessed with it. You know, I, I just love it. <laughs> so is, that, is that your superpower then? Understanding that most definitely happen. connection. Yeah, I, I would say so. Yeah. And is it is it the so okay? Well, I don't know what it. I'll let you describe it. Why do why do you think connection is your superpower then? Well, uh, so <laughs> I, I'm sure that we had a conversation at some point about wealth dynamics, Steve. You you've done yeah, wealth yeah. dynamics, haven't you? Absolutely. So what what what's your wealth dynamics profile? Um, I bet you're a mechanic, aren't you? I bet that's yeah. I, I'm a mechanic creator star, apparently. Aha, uh -huh. uh, which does does resonate with me. I'm quite an introverted character, but you know, when I'm when I'm talking about something that I'm passionate about and believe in, then that's where my star comes from because I yeah I love talking about stuff that I believe like systems and and, mm -hmm. and I could talk about that all day long and get on the stage and not have any nerves about doing that. Um, but I'm not a chit chatty sort of so small talky kind of person, or I don't enjoy being in groups of people, large groups of people I don't particularly know. And um, so I'm definitely not an, an out and out extrovert by any means. So I'm sort of sit on the fence a little bit. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. I can see all of those things in you. So, so I'm also a, a star creator. I don't know about the third one. I'm sure there, there was a third one somewhere, but anyway, um, but basically I'm just one of those people that I'm just very, very curious about other people. And I love to chat, <laughs> you know, I love to find out about them. I love to know what motivates them. I'm really kind of in my element around other people. So you would say that, um, you would say that I'm a apparently a classic extrovert. Um, I don't really think I am because I also like my own company, but um, I definitely thrive on relationships. And I think what I really crave more than anything and what I really love is kind of no holds barred um, conversations. You know, that is the thing that it's so good for our souls, you know. So people that we can really just be ourselves with, that we we don't have to be scared that we, they're going to judge us, they're going to not get get us. You know, they're just people who accept us for ourselves. And it's hard. I mean, I'm divorced. I think you're you're married, aren't you, Steve? And, yeah. you know, you've got, got kids and so on. So, I mean, yeah. it's fantastic if you have a great marriage and a wonderful partner. That's amazing because a lot of those needs obviously are getting met. But, um, you know, there are always um, there are always topics where you're not going to connect that well with people. You know, I don't know your wife, for example, but there might be some interest, for example, that you Just have that she share. <laughs> oh, systems! There you go. Okay, she, she right. has absolutely no interest. Not, okay. not that not the systems all about tech, but she's like, she's a technophobe. <laughs> she just doesn't really get. I mean, she get systems a bit, I guess, but no. So we we don't we don't talk business. We talk people business, staffing and stuff like that sometimes, but definitely not yeah. systems. <laughs> exactly. So if you didn't have anybody to talk to about systems, you would have this kind of, you know, fascination with systems locked inside you. And you'd sit down for dinner with your wife and you'd think, 
you know what, I, I can't talk about this thing that I really care about. It's really important to me and I feel so excited about it. And I know that if I talk to her about it, then she's just going to, you know, this glazed look expression is going to come over her face. Yeah. And so, yeah, is that done right? That many, done that many a time, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so what it is, is we all have to have different people in our lives who we can connect with in an authentic way. Uh, for example, I've got friends that I just talk to about children and family. I cannot talk to them about business. Anytime I've, I've ventured there, it's just been a car crash, an absolute disaster. And there are people who you can talk to about systems who you can't necessarily talk to about, you know, your children's bedtime routine or whatever, you know. So it's all it's very important to recognize where we need to find a point of connection with other people and to reach out and build relationships, reciprocal relationships to those people who are going to make us feel whole as humans. Um so, you know, at, at its most fundamental, that's what connection always is. I mean, it really is. And I think with me, I've always, you know, loved those kind of intimate one-to-one -one conversations. And I really just can't get enough of them, even if it's only like a little, a little tiny conversation about a dog, about my dog and another dog, you know, just basically you're not putting on any kind of a front, you know, you're being, you're being true to yourself. Um, and, and it's just great, you know, when people are being true to themselves and they're talking to you and where you can be true to yourself. And to me, that's one of the biggest joys in life, really. So I suppose it's just something that I enjoy as opposed to it necessarily being just something that I'm absolutely brilliant at. <laughs> yeah, no, well, I'm sure you, you are brilliant at it. And I'm, no doubt that I don't doubt that for a second. Um, what you just said there. It's very interesting, and and it really resonates with me. What the, the concept or the idea of that? No, no one single person will make you complete or be be what you need in terms of support. And I think that as a young uh, as a young man going out meeting uh, my future potential partners, I always looked for somebody who could basically be everything. And that person never existed. So it took me many years to find to figure that out and to realize that actually. Um, being fulfilled in life and now in business, um, exactly what you just described. It takes a multitude of people and connections to fill all of those pigeonholes that you have, the need that you have to talk about stuff that you're passionate about. And and I feel in incredibly lucky to have started a business in an area which I never had an outlet for. Nobody understood yeah. the stuff to the to the depth, the knowledge uh, the, to the depth that I do. Uh, in my world previously. And now I get to chat about this all day long and I get paid for it. And yeah. it's just fantastic. And people, you know, love the fact that I love what I do. I'm I'm doing something I truly enjoy. And so I get to sit down and, and solve other people's business problems and apply a systems approach to that. And and they think I'm I'm brilliant for doing what I absolutely love doing. I'd probably pay someone if, to let me do it if they, if I didn't have, if yeah. I didn't have the business now. So and but that's really filled a huge space of a void that I had. So for me, that the connections part of, of my business is that, you know, I remember about, oh, probably about six years ago now, my first ever business mentor, and they asked me to write down, um, to articulate or to paint a picture of where I saw my life. I think it was five years from now, but when back then, so it's probably about now. And, um, and I remember writing down that 
like one of the key things I said is I wanted to be spending my time in high level business um, conversations with other intelligent business owners and solving significant business problems through systems. And literally that's what I wrote down. And this wow. before the idea of the business ever came into, into my head. It was just, this is when I was still in property. I was getting into commercial conversions. I was this, this thing that I now do day in, day out didn't even, wasn't even a, it wasn't even a light bulb twink, twinking on at that point. It was nothing. And, wow. um, and to now to see that fulfilled uh, without really any, well, obviously there has been effort, to, conscious effort there, but it, it's not like, oh, that was my plan. That's where I'm going. It's just sort of evolved. And I think writing stuff like, this is a bit of a tangent, but writing stuff like down your goals in the future can actually help you to drive to actually find, going back to the topic, the connections that you need to actually get you there, both both from a connections of building the business, but also the connections of just being fulfilled and having those those needs met. So yeah, I massively resonate with that. It's something that I used to, we used to talk about in medicine a lot as well, when people were looking for support and they were, for example, people come in, they're like, I can't talk to my partner about X, Y, or Z, you know, I, I really need the support right now. And then and back to what I was saying about, you know, when I was dating, it's like, you got to realize that you need to find a bigger or other people to connect with exactly like I said talk about your dog talk about your kids to talk about your whatever it is <laughs> and then you can you can feel your skincare um, routine you know your yeah. your interest I mean, in fashion um, you start you know. talking to me about skincare routine mine is get out the shower <laughs> and and dry my face I mean I don't you know <laughs> that's it <laughs> So yeah, yeah, probably not the yeah. best person. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my wife, on the other hand, would probably have to talk to you about skincare. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, there's a couple of interesting things in what you said there, Steve. I think the first thing is that issue about having a north star, and I often think, you know, you don't um, have to get too macro about, uh, you know, you might is it micro about <laughs> things, but you can um, is as long as you've you've got. Um, you know, a sense of where you're headed in a very, very big picture way, then, you know, that sometimes takes, well, mostly takes care of um, some of the day-to-day decisions, doesn't it? Because it's like, well, shall I do this or shall I do that? And if you try to hold on too tightly, I think, to, you know, routines, I mean, obviously we all have an operating system because we all have habits because systems are not just technology related we have systems in in the way that we approach our lives don't we but um i think one of the um if you like the you know the the things that sits on top of a successful system if you like is an overarching is an overarching goal um and that north star is 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 a conceptual goal um that dictates our operating system um uh, well at least uh that that's my <laughs> take on it i don't know what you think about that yeah definitely I, I think again in the early days starting the business out people always talked about goals and five-year ten-year goals and all the rest of it and um and when you're just starting out that's really difficult because you've got no real idea where you're going you you know you, you think you, you put up these you know, pie in the sky numbers and like, oh, I'm going to have a, a million clients by, you know, five years from now or whatever. And, uh, and, and it is just that there. They're just sort of like pulling ideas like content out of thin air. But as, as I think, as you focus more on something, whatever your thing is in your business, and you then give yourself some sort of direction. The key is that it doesn't matter if that direction changes. And this is what I, what I've learned over the years. It's just the fact you, 
got a direction. And then just like you said, it's it's the decisions that are made on a day-to-day basis then either fall in line with that direction or they don't. And what I found is you'll trend away from, from something and you'll realize actually the goal was wrong, or you'll realize that, that, that the decisions you're making are moving you away from your goal and actually you need to pull them back in. So it can work in two ways. It doesn't need to be so mm. fixed and rigid that you're you're stuck. And actually with the change, the rapid changing of, of the world in general, you've got to be flexible. Mm. But I know for day-to-day stuff in our business, one thing that I am far better than I used to be at, but I still am not saying I'm, I'm perfect, is, is that we come up with our quarterly goals once a quarter and then we'd we'd go off on tangents all over the show. Someone would come up with a new idea for whatever, or a bit of technology, or, you know, someone would jump on a call or do a podcast and get excited about something. And we go off on a tangent. And now what we do is every single week we we have on our company meeting, we just talk about our goals. Is every single thing everyone in the business doing getting us towards our company goals? Or is anybody, including me, but actually mainly me, uh, going off on a tangent? And that, North stars, you say that 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 homing beacon to bring us back in line has allowed us to to achieve so much more in such a short oh, yeah. space of time. And it's not that we're doing any less work or any more work. Which not sorry, not, it's not that we're doing any more work. We're just doing more focused work and more directional work. And, and that is, you know, massively impactful. I think, and and not what has been for us anyway. Yeah, and that's such an important point. I mean, they talk about, you know, fixed uh, mindset and a growth mindset and so on. And you do have to have a growth mindset and not to apply too much uh, rigidity, I think. Um, but the one thing that, um, you know, obviously in, in terms of marketing, I mean, you have to have really it's like a process of a constant kind of dialogue and feedback from your audience, because I learn from my audience every single day and I'm kind of adapting things and changing things. And, you know, as a result of the feedback that I'm getting. So, I mean, that responsiveness is incredibly important. But I also think it's, um, you know, it's that thing about understanding the difference between being responsive to your marketplace and, um, you know, not chasing the shiny object. And of course, uh, the shine, what the shiny object is, is really starting something new before you finished something that you started. Um, so I have a rule in my business that I will not take on two projects for myself at any given time. So I will, uh, I will, if I'm building a funnel, I'm doing this funnel at the moment. Um, I will get to the end of that funnel before I start and before I write my next book or do, you know, whatever else it is. Because what tends to happen with those shiny objects is you end up having all these unfinished projects scattered around and it's like mentally very cluttering. It's kind of bad for your energy, I think. Um, so that that is the discipline that I've had to learn as well, Steve. It, you know, is is just. Uh, I mean, we both met when we were uh, obviously, you know, with the whole kind of progressive thing and Rob and so on. And I remember one of the things that he always said was, "Focus, follow one course until successful." So, yeah, sometimes yeah. we need to be reminded of that, don't we? Yeah, Rob, Rob, this is Rob Moore um, who we're talking about here, and he he always used to preach about 70 20 10 so yeah. spend 70% of your time on your main thing 20% on the next thing and 10% on your someday thing yes. and uh, but that 70% needs to be 70% or more yes. um, to make it happen and make it make it actually get to completion and uh I think marketing you know bringing it back to the really the the, the, 
the um, subject of the inter- of the session or the, the show here is marketing is one of those things where the shiny pennies never end. And there's there's always a marketeer trying to market their marketing strategy to you. Marketeers are very good at that. <laughs> yes. And, you know, it's what they, it's, you know, so you're going to get bombarded with lots of different ideas and people saying that this this new thing is easier, quicker, cheaper, more effective than anything else you've ever seen before. And look yes. at my numbers, look at my numbers. And um, and that's very, very hard, um, I think, to to not get distracted by because you just think, oh, just just if if I could just get one, you know, one sale through that, that would make it would pay for it or something. I've been here, I'm guilty of this so many times. And uh, but all in all, if I think about doing that, what that's what that has done is taken me away from, like you just mentioned now, finishing my funnel. If just creating a single marketing funnel that works as a something that basically would just just tick over produce a, a stream of leads uh, that actually would convert in or potentially convert into clients having that finished working day in day out even if you do nothing else for six months while you get that done and mm-hmm. then think okay now i've got that in place i've got some leads coming in yeah. you know now i can go and look at something else and I think that's why, you know, by the sounds of it, it's exactly this kind of thing you work with your clients on doing is actually finishing what they start, making it actually function, work, make them actually get a return on that investment before they go chasing anything else. Because as I said, there is an infinite number of ways in which you can market. And you mentioned before about the technology involved in, you know, YouTube ads, Facebook ads, whatever. It's a full-time job just to learn just to learn the basics. Um, let alone get good at it and make it actually work. So you've got to have, you've got to finish what you start with regards to having something, something solid, a foundation for your for your legion, and then do anything else. But yeah, yeah. So I think unfortunately, this is what I see a lot in the marketing space. So I I see these like I call them bro marketers, right? These kind of like young guys, you know, that they just like got dollar signs in their eyes. And they're essentially, uh, we've seen this in the property space as well, because obviously you and I have done done that same training, right? The get rich quick, overnight millionaire, uh, you know, stories, right? So the, I mean, we all know as marketers that people are looking for simple. They're looking for fast and simple, right? And you're always like, you know, drilled into that. Make it sound fast and make it sound simple. So, okay, uh, marketing, uh, to do it effectively, it's not fast and it's not simple. Not it, it, it just isn't, you know, to build these funnels. And so what a lot of people do is they'll say it's fast and simple, and then they'll give people a DIY program to learn something like Facebook ads or YouTube ads or, you know, like webinars or whatever. And the truth of the matter is that um, that's really trying to turn non-marketers into marketers through a short course that teaches them a whole load of complex stuff that is just not, it's just not possible to learn all all that stuff in a short course, eight weeks or something like that. I mean, people are marketers for life. You know, I've been doing this for 25 years, you know, and and the marketing landscape is changing all the time. So, you know, you have to do it all the time. 
So that's why with this particular funnel product that I was talking about earlier, actually, it's a done for you product because, um, you know, we we know how to do it quickly. But if we were to teach it to somebody, it would be way beyond the capability of most people. You could probably manage it because, uh, well, you could manage the technology, but you might struggle with the messaging. So what we've got is we've got a whole load of templates that have just been exhausting and very hard to put together. Um, and, you know, this messaging waterfall system. So we try to make it as foolproof as possible for people who are not marketers, because otherwise what happens, and it's really sad to see it, is these people go out there, they spend all this money and they just fall flat on their faces because they're trying to do something that is really an expert's job. So I'm I'm not a kind of huge fan of these complex, uh, you know, um, Facebook ad plus web. I've done all of that stuff myself, you know, and I realized through doing that, actually, you're trying to bundle together a whole load of different skills. For example, you know, tech, technical project management that, you know, when people do that, you know, that that is what they do and they do it day in, day out, day in, day out until they become experts. And you know, if you put that together with copywriting, well, people do that day in, day out, you know, till they become experts. And, you know, all of these things, you can't just kind of bundle them all together and say you can learn it in eight weeks. So I I usually kind of uh, I'm a little bit against those kind of uh, programs. Um, I think it's OK to teach people how to do social media better and, you know, the, the, the relatively simple stuff. But when you get to the more complex stuff, you know, that is definitely where you do need, uh, you know, the help of some proven experts. I, I Well, it, it, to get the best results anyway. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I've tried both both ends of the scale, so to speak. And <laughs> and, uh, and so, you know, try the DIY stuff and with with zero success uh, and uh, but then getting oh. you know, professional coaches to actually help and to even if they don't write everything for you but to literally proofread not proofread to go over your stuff give you feedback tweak it make sure it's you know that 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 can work and i think that's the so having that done for you or very much done with you with a strong with emphasis you. on that yes, yeah exactly. a strong emphasis on um collaboration on creation of the content that sounds yeah like a recipe think, for success. Yes, I think that that is really the best way. Um, yeah. You know, so, but you know, I, I, I've, sure there are I've, people who wouldn't agree. <laughs> no, I know I do. And now I've spent a lot of money, lots of thousands of pounds. I'm not going to say how many on uh, doing things wrong. And I've read Me all too. the books, <laughs> all the marketing, well, not all the marketing, I've read many marketing books. Uh, I, you know, I'm not, I don't think I'm a genius, but I'm, I think I'm intelligent enough to be able to understand the concepts and and get it to a point where it makes sense. I can see see the theory behind it, but it's the rolling out of it in practice and the obstacles that come up time and time again. It's like our coaching programs. We stop doing DIY. We have no DIY products. Oh, really? Uh, we're an, an, in, an introductory, of course, I should say before I get uh get people saying oh but you got this thing we have an introductory course which is literally meant to give people a a, a path to uh, to come and come on to our coaching programs because when people start trying to implement this stuff they will hit obstacles implementing yeah. a concept such as marketing or systems yes. into a specific niche business yes is, is something that requires some level of expertise and it's not something that people 
can't learn, but if you're going to do it, like if you do it with somebody, that learning curve happens so much quicker than trying to make all the mistakes yourself. And so I'm not saying this to try to sell either of our uh, coaching programs, saying saying this to, to anyone listening, that if you go into the world of marketing, trust me, do not waste your money on any paid marketing if you're going to do it yourself. You know, get to a point where you can afford the coaches, can afford the the program before you invest in marketing um, or invest in paid marketing, because otherwise it's just throwing money down the drain unless you are incredibly lucky. Um, and that's I've been there, and that's in living from experience. So yeah. that's why I was yeah very 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 happy, very um, excited to get you on the show to to hear about what you're doing. And um, so I am. Um, huge advocate of the work you're doing and um it sounds absolutely Thank remarkable you. and i love the work that you're doing steve i'm a massive fan of yours as well so yeah mutual appreciation society today i think yeah big high five Woo. yeah uh, high five. <laughs> <laughs> cool uh, i've got to wrap this up i could literally continue chatting for forever um but i will i will wrap this up because uh we um i need to because i have my son who's just come home from school. So I'm going to go and play with him. And uh, <laughs> so let me just finish up. I like to ask a few key questions at the end of every show, as you may or may not know. Um, so we're just going to, uh, a couple of quick questions and then I'll let you go. So first off, what, can you just give us a few of your your favorite apps or tech or anything that you use to help you in your day-to-day business? Yeah, so Trello um, is a favorite of mine. So I love that because that's obviously you'll be familiar with that, but that's a way that I can collaborate with my uh, VA in particular, you know, so that's uh, been a very, very helpful and a game changer to me. Um, I'm just going to have to have a look at my phone because there are so many. Um, Right. So um, I'm I'm also... um, Let me have a look. I've got so many. My God. Uh, Tools you use, websites you use for marketing, anything doesn't need to be apps. Yeah, so so I mean, we build out all our funnels on a platform called Go High Level, and um, not everybody knows about Go High Level because it's really an agency product. So people will have heard of things like ClickFunnels, um, Kajabi, uh, Thinkific. Um, oh, there's all sorts of uh, um, ones that people use, but we we happen to use this one just simply because. Uh, you can license it as an agency and it's it means that we can pass on those cost savings to our clients and it's a very very powerful platform you can do anything yeah no we just... i have a lot of clients on it oh uh, really yeah yeah and um and they've been begging me to go over so i can start systemizing oh. parts of it but um we're, we're quite we're quite embedded on on our on our own crm and systems at the moment so we are, we are going to move over to a go high level so oh, this really? is a yeah i am a future customer and probably in the near near future oh. um yeah so no big advocate i am not a big advocate i'm a big believer in that as a platform because it is yeah. gone from strength to strength since it came out as well unlike some other similar platforms which haven't done so well so yeah yeah, oh, fantastic. Uh, obviously, Loom's quite good, isn't it? Because you know you can you can make videos and communicate quickly with your clients or your team. Slack is great, obviously, for um, you know having a channel that's away from the you know busy kind yeah. of social media and WhatsApp and all the rest of it. Just looking at my phone. Um, I mean, I'm just I've got so many apps on here. Um, so I'll do I, fine. Yeah, those are the main ones. Yeah, yeah, no. I agree with all them. And Slack, I'm actually going to do a podcast episode uh, imminently on Slack because not enough people oh, use it. So really very few brilliant. of our clients use it. So we actually, um, now with my elite coaching clients, we 
do our coaching via Slack to encourage people to start using it. Oh. Um, it's been transformational in our business. So yeah, amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> cool. Um, who else do you think would be a, a great uh, guest on this podcast? Yeah. Um, so you've really put me on the spot now. So, um, I mean, look, my uh, partner who I work with on the funnel build, uh, Andy Phillips, um, he might be happy to come on. He's a bit of a backroom boy, but the thing is, he's a go high level expert. Yeah, okay. So he will wax lyrical about go high level. He'll talk about it till the cows come home because he absolutely loves it. And he was the one that got me into it. So he might be a good guy. I'll ask him. Um, and I'll have a think. I'll, I'll think of a couple of a couple of other people who would have something really interesting to say about systems. Yeah, yeah, or just in business in general, because it is a business in it, general. Yeah, this, this is a. I've had some fascinating people. I have nothing to do with systems, but they they help business owners or businesses succeed, and that's what this mm. is all about. It's about yep. people that have something to ha- say that would help uh, other business owners get through a challenge and i mean just recently we've spent the entire time really speaking about um lots of mental health in business we talked about um goal setting we talked about nothing really i guess it was the, it was the why behind systems more than the actual systems themselves but anyway so yeah 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 oh well i'm i'm sure i've got some suggestions uh steve i had okay. i had so many amazing guests on my podcast that would be fantastic guests for you as well so leave yeah me. yeah and I will make a few suggestions. Stop some numbers. Okay, fine. And finally, uh, the type of this podcast is systemize your success. But what does success mean to you? Yeah. Um, so, so I read some somebody put a post about this on social media this morning. So I think success is the impact that you make on others, uh, the impact that you make on the world. And um, you know, that can be very small, it can be mom- moments of success. Um, or it can be, you know, your big, hairy, audacious goals, as they call them. So the achievement of those. I mean, I'm an ambitious person uh, because I, I like to live a big life. Uh, so I take risks, um, maybe that other people wouldn't. So for me, uh, yes, of course, I want business success, financial success, uh, you know, prosperity, a legacy for my children, all of those things. But um, the only reason why those things drive me is because I love to make an impact on other people. And fundamentally, that's what it's all about. It's all about, you know, helping other people enjoy their lives, have better lives, have easier, more successful businesses as well. And, you know, just uh, make the world a better place, really. Fantastic. Great answer. Cool. Thank you so much, Jane. You're very welcome. If anyone listening, what a fantastic interview. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. Good. My absolute pleasure. If uh, anyone wants to find out more about how you can help them or just learn a bit more about you, where is the best place for people to check you out? Yeah, so I'm I'm on LinkedIn quite a lot. So you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm also on Facebook and, you know, the other social media platforms. Or you can visit my website, which is www.janebaylor.com. Or, of course, uh, check me out on the podcast, which is called The Smart Connector. Fantastic. And we'll put a link in the show notes as well. Uh, which you'll find at our website, www.systemizersuccess.com, uh, which will be a link to your connection, your contact pages. And also, I know you've got a, a great um, page on there, which people can find out more specifically about how you can help them and what you do if they're interested in finding out more about your services. So, Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you again. 
my absolute pleasure thank you so much Dane it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun and um, yeah we'll speak again soon thank you Thank you so much for joining me and listening to this episode. I'm well aware there are hundreds of great business podcasts out there and you chose to listen to this one. And for that, I am truly grateful. Hopefully what you heard today took you one step closer to building a successful business so you can share your passion with the world and serve an ever-growing number of people. If you got value out of today's episode, then so will someone else you know. By sharing with others what has helped you along your way, you will grow your influence and be the guy or girl that everybody wants to know. So please hit the share button right now and also remember to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss future episodes. It's impossible for me to cover absolutely everything in these podcasts. So please do head over to systemizeyoursuccess.com right now and download the show notes, transcriptions, and some of my best frameworks and systems for free. Thanks again for tuning in and being a part of this amazing community. Until next time, this is Dr. Steve Day and you've been listening to Systemize Your Success.